KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Coronavirus Pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Charlotte Reese. We hear over and over again that we are all in this together. And right away, you start thinking about your neighbors, family, maybe people you see at the grocery stores. But you can zoom out even further to the broad societal shutdown happening all over the world. On the episode before this one, I talked to Santiago Martin in Spain to get an idea of what his life is like right now. And today we're checking in with a couple of people in France. Jeff Ray lives in Lille, France, about two hours north of Paris with his wife and his daughter, Juliette. Jeff works in retail and has been struggling with his job recently due to the pandemic. Juliet is a master's student who was interning in Kenya before she decided to come home. I called them to ask what their lives are like right now as France continues to fight this virus. My name is Jean-Francois Ray, Jeff. I'm working in a retail company. I've been out of work since like three, three, three weeks ago. I'm home now. I'm a parent of three young kids. One of them is right here, Juliette. Young. <laughs> the, the other one, Benjamin, is in Canada looking for a job. He's also staying at home in Canada. And uh, the second girl, my second girl, Mathilde, is in uh, Colombia, studying in Colombia. So we are all over the place. And uh, Juliette used to be in Kenya two weeks ago. She came back because she had to, to come back for by, by her internship. They asked her to, to come back to France. So that's pretty much what, what, what I am. I'm 56 years old. And so I'm, I'm Juliette. I'm a, I'm a master's student in the finance and international affairs. And I was actually um, doing an internship in Kenya since, uh, since January. Yeah, we decided that it was like probably better for me to be with my family um, huh. during those time. And so that's why I came back. Juliet, so, how was it um, for you getting home and kind of making that transition? I, th- I think it was, uh, it was fine. I mean, we are quite lucky here. We live, you know, in the countryside. We have a garden. I'm with my family. So it, it feels like comfortable, you know. It brings some comfort to be, you know, in a place that you know with people that you know. Because also already in Kenya, my company had, had asked me to work from home. So I was already basically in lockdown when I was in Kenya. So it didn't change much for me besides the fact that I was with my family and in a like bigger house. But yeah, and just I think the only thing was more that was more stressful was like the fact of coming back and like taking the airplane, being in the airport. I think I was lucky because like all the transport was organized for me for my from my company. Uh, so I, I didn't have to, you know, worry too much about that. But I met people on the way that that had been like staying in the airport for five days because it was like a lady working in uh, Cameroon but she was on holidays in Uganda when Cameroon said we're closing the borders so at that point in time because she was German Mm. she couldn't go back to Cameroon (laughs) because the borders were closed Mm. so she spent like five days in this airport in uh, Kenya, because she flew from Uganda to Kenya to 
tried to find a way to go back to her place because she was living there. She was a German living in Cameroon and having her life there. She had to fly back to Germany. So that's why I met her in the, in the plane to Paris because she just took the first plane she could take to go to Europe while her life was, was there. So it was more like this is when I saw a bit what was going on worldwide. But I think for me, I, I was really lucky you know yeah that, and that's also uh so juliette came by back right back she, we are glad to have her now at home but uh the, our other girl mathilde who is uh less than 20 years old uh, she's studying in colombia colombia all the parents uh in a university the french university which is an exchange program with uh, the colombian university they decided to bring their kids back back home to france but uh we said uh well you are you are safe, you know, in Colombia. If you stay in your apartment, you can follow your classes, your courses through the web. So it will be much easier if you stay in home and she's with another girl. Uh, so we said, we, we prefer that you stay. Don't, don't go in airports. Don't start traveling right now. But we were the only parent to, to choose that option. All, all the other parents wanted their kids to be back. And, and now they, are, they have stopped their studies. They are obliged to have the jet lag if they want to follow through internet the courses in Colombia. It's like uh, the night when they are in France. So it's very difficult for them to, to study at night. Uh, so this is a decision that we made. But uh, we know that she's safe and we... We have WhatsApp meetings and Skype meetings all, all the time. And uh, so we are really in touch. And uh, with our son in Canada, it's the same. Uh, he's, uh, he's, in, he's safe. Uh, he's at home and uh, waiting uh, for a better time to, to look for a job. <laughs> so, yeah, can you guys just tell me kind of what everyday life has been like there? Um, if you know kind of when around businesses started to close? We, we had the order to stay home. Uh, my office uh, basically closed. I'm in the retail world, but not, not food industry. So it was not like a priority for, for the country. It's not a priority. So all the, all the stores uh, closed in my company and many, many other retail companies closed, except food, food markets, grocery stores and, and all that. As I am in an apparel industry, we had to close. They asked us to stay home and start working from home using our phones, Skype, Teams, uh, different tools. Then they said, okay, it's not enough. We need to really uh, put some people under part-time employment or what we say, uh, what do we say, partial unemployment. But uh, right now I'm officially unemployed, so I'm... Um, for the next two weeks, I will be paid by the government. So, and we have a good welfare system in France. So it's, uh, it's great to be here and to be uh, part of a company as well. I am not independent. I'm, I'm paid by a, a large company, which makes a big difference compared to, uh, to people who are on their own and having their own business. They have, uh, they have no revenue at all. So it's very difficult for them. But the government will help them with uh, support them as much as they can. How serious are uh, people in France and your town taking um, the social distancing guidelines and, um, you know, going to grocery stores? I think people are serious about it. Huh? They, 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 they wear, most of them wear masks. 
they, they, we are very careful with other people. It's strange. Now we are like kind of feared by, by others. You know, we, when we cross somebody on the pavement, we, we just change in the direction or <laughs> we move away. I think people are doing it quite well. But the, the most it will be, uh, it will last, you know, over time, the more difficult it will be to, to, to keep the same momentum. Yeah, I, I would just add that it's not just social distancing, it's a full lockdown, right? We can go out of our, our place only if we have a certain paper that we need to fill, it, like, that we need to fill out with the specific reason why we're going out, uh, buying groceries, um, practicing like sport activity, but just within the perimeter of one kilometer around our place, uh, get medical treatment, yeah, walk your dog or something, but still within the same peer, uh perimeter so it's a lot and also i think like compared to the u.s um i mean from what i read it's really well enforced here like you can get a fine if the police stops you and asks you for your paper and your id card mm. if you don't have it with you you get a fine i think it's like um 135 euros 135 and then mm. if a few days later you get like you caught, know caught, caught again yeah. you will get a higher fine, like mm -hmm. it doubles. Mm -hmm. And then if you get caught a third time, then you can even like go to prison for six months or yeah. something. So yeah. it's, I think it helps as well, like to have like this enforced. People tend to follow the guidelines because they are, I mean, they are policemen checking. I mean, when we went, to, when he came to the airport to fetch me, when I came back from Kenya, he got stopped on the way and on the way back, on to, the way back to, as from well. Paris, yeah. Uh, when you were running, even in our small town, you yeah, got as I well. Got like... I got arrested just running away uh, around the block, you know. So it's, uh, you know, and I had to show my paper, <laughs> I had to show my paper and my uh, my ID. If I didn't have it, I would have to pay a, f a fee, huh, a fine. It's very much controlled, and people people are serious about it. You know, the economy is down. There is nothing going on. <laughs> Many companies are stopped and uh, locked down, and. Uh, Everybody is at home, so it's a very strange feeling. You said um, one kilometer. Is that how far you're only allowed to um, be? Yes. Okay, so that's like the radius from your house then. It's less than, uh, it's uh, half a mile, a bit, a bit more than half a mile, so it's uh, not much. Yeah, so it's definitely a lot different. And you um, started to talk a little bit about the government. Do you feel like the economy and the rising unemployment, do you think that that... France's government can protect and kind of bounce back from this? I think so. I think that it's a very specific situation. We have not uh, encountered such a situation in, uh, in uh, centuries. I mean, uh, never happened. Uh, even it's different from the war. I mean, uh, basically it will be a, a recession like after the war. A lot of small companies will probably close. A lot of people will get unemployed. Un uh, unemployed. For the big companies, large companies, it will take a few months, you know, to get back to normal uh, business. And uh, during that period, we will have to reduce expenses and uh, make sure that we make some money again because we have, uh, we need revenues. You know, <laughs> a company needs revenues to pay in its employees, to pay its loans. And I think the government has, well, in, in the short term, it's basically guarantees. They guarantee bank loans and uh, they said banks can loan money to anybody who, who needs it. Small, small companies, independent workers, 
large companies, there is no limit. And the European community said no limit, which is a, a big guarantee. You know, you can, you, you, you can borrow whatever you need to go back to normal business. We are not too worried, but if it's, again, if it's lasting uh, many months, the invoice will be so huge that uh, where do you find the money? You know, after you just print money, print money, and uh, somebody has to pay at one point. So we wonder if the taxes will increase, if uh, the rich will pay for the poor. You know, you can imagine all kinds of solutions, but uh, it never happened in the, in the history. So it's, uh, we don't know. Yeah, but also, I mean, just the fact that uh, the the government said that they would pay for all the um, people that are in partial unemployment yes. as well. And also, yeah, you, we have a partial, as I said, I am my, myself, I am uh, on, on part time uh, working right now. Or, and so I'm paid by the government. I'm not allowed to, to work for my company for a few weeks. So the, the government is helping a lot, is uh, paying for It's paying my salary. I will earn like 84% of my net salary, which is quite a lot compared to uh, the States. I know sometimes the welfare is uh, not, that, not that much. So all of this is made to avoid like people being laid off, you know? Yeah. Yes, because that's, that's the worst risk is to have a lot of laid off people and you people, we will have to pay for it. You know, if they cannot consume again, uh, it means that uh, the, the economy will be down for, uh, for years. You know, we, so we, we want to avoid that. Right. France's healthcare system as well. Um, you know, in America, they're saying that if you do need to get tested, it'll be covered, something that's not even usually, you know, a thing here. Do you guys feel like, you know, having that in place in France, do you feel that your healthcare system is handling the situation okay? I think, I think I'm glad to be French, you know. <laughs> We, 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 are, we have the best system, I think, in the world, or one of the best systems in the world, and people realize it right now, because uh, I better get sick in France and in many other countries. Everything is paid, basically. If you go to the hospital, you don't have to pay anything. Uh, the tests will be paid by the, by, by the society, by the, by the government. Uh, if you have to go to the doctor, it's paid. Or, so there is, everybody has their coverage. So it's not like in the States where <laughs> I don't know how many people are, have no social uh, welfare or benefits or if they don't pay for it, they have, they have nothing. So it's, um, it's a big difference. So we have a great healthcare system, but still not prepared enough for something like this, you know, even in one of the best healthcare system in the world, like it's, it's really uh, uh, difficult uh, uh, to handle like so many such big numbers. Because that's, that's one of the main issue and debate at the moment also, like, why aren't we testing more? Why is there a shortage of uh, masks? And they are doing a, a lot. Um, they are working like hell to avoid, like, uh, the, the peak situation. Like, uh, so they have doubled the number of beds in emergency rooms. So it's a, it's a big effort that they, they did. We are switching sometimes for some sick people from one region to another region. So we have trains, we have planes that move people around in places where there are less 
disease or less sick people. It's a big, big effort. It's like a war effort, I will say, too. The, the army is uh, helping. Yeah. You know, the, we have uh, army or hospitals like uh, in place, temporary hospitals in place on, uh, on parking spaces. And uh, it's a big, big effort uh, from the whole country to fight this uh, virus. Right. Yeah, that's definitely... Um, I know um, I've seen uh, Macron as well as our President Trump always, you know, constantly saying that this is like a war. We are at war. Yes, it is. What, what about the States? I'm, I'm not supposed to interview you. but uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, same situation. I And, you know, the CDC has just started saying that everybody should wear masks now when they go out. We're not in a lockdown, but, you know, there's been people still throwing parties in New Jersey. That's a really big thing. A lot of people were getting fined for that. It's definitely, and like our government right now is trying to um, pass temporary um, stimulus packages for small businesses, um, people who are unemployed. Their, you know, their salaries aren't really being matched if they're truly unemployed and not partially. So it's and then another thing um, for us right now, too, is our election. This is a huge election year. I'm not sure if there's any elections in France right now, but that's something that is really being affected right now. And so I saw like Sanders is uh, is out. Yeah. Yes, he's out. So Joe Biden, who is left? Joe Biden on the Democrat side? Yep. Yep. Yes, we had an election. We had a like city election, what we call municipal election here in France in March. Some people wanted the, the election to happen. Some others didn't want to go because we were already in at some kind of the at the beginning, beginning of the pandemic. So it was really strange. And uh, so we did it. We did the first round. So some some mayor were elected in a in the first round. There is a second round now for in many many cities, and it's still on hold. So we don't know when it will happen in June or September or October. So we don't know. <laughs> so, but we have to be optimistic. Yeah, I just keep saying to my friends, like, I can't wait to talk about this 15 years from now, you know, telling kids, nieces, nephews that we lived through something like this. Yeah, I mean, I guess like it will it would be in history books, of course. It would probably change also the way people like yeah see their relationship relation to others and the economy in general so it's just like really hard to say now what would be in the impact in the upcoming even weeks we don't know so what would what would it be in month from now so it's just really hard to take a guess on that I think we will remember it in, in 15 years from now, we will remember it because I think it's going to change a lot of uh, habits that we we had, personal habits and also uh, company habits because uh, will the global trade be the same in, uh, mm. in 10 years than it is today? Or will we supply our goods from China as we do today? Not sure. It's changing a lot because some some maybe countries will go basically bankrupt because their economy will be so down that uh, they will have to to be helped by uh, other countries, the, the richest countries. So we don't know what will what get, will get out of this, and uh, it's a different world. I will say that will uh, emerge from this situation. Yeah, I think also like something that we realize with this is how the current 
way we're producing and the economy is living has such a big impact on the environment. We see like how nat nature benefits from it as well and like pollution is decreasing and all that. So I hope that this will impact our lifestyle in a in a positive way and that we will realize that we can consume more local and see how we can change our value chain to to take that into account because then we understand that our economy has an impact on the environment and the environment has an impact on us back so it's mm. it's a cycle we are you know mm -hmm. we are the we are the start of this so it's our way of consuming of producing that is you know creating very true yeah. my daughter <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's a great. That's so. definitely, um, you know, we can only hope that we see changes. You know, everybody is kind of looking at now the the true economic disparity that has been there. Um, you know, climate change, as you mentioned, um, is in the forefront. And um, a lot of people are like, I know here they're trying to buy more locally and support um What's like kind of one thing that you think France needs to take away from this and change? Maybe something um, in the future. Huh, it's a difficult question. Huh? Well, I, mm. I, I, th I think one thing is to give more credit to all the people that are making this, this country work. Recognize that there are people that are making sure that the food gets delivered to the supermarket and where you can buy your groceries. People, people don't realize like all the little hands, truck drivers, uh, people in the supermarkets, like putting like food, uh, you know, on the shelves for you, um, doctors, um, cashiers. I mean, so many, I think I help it will help to revalue, you know, those jobs economically, but like, you know, maybe with like, higher pay but just like also more social recognition i think that's that would be really important i think yeah to recognize that all those you know mm. jobs are key to our country and are mm. yeah the source of you know us living a good life you know that's thanks to them otherwise Without them, yeah. we wouldn't be able to to enjoy this and, and, uh, lockdown. And I think on a, on a more philosophical uh, aspect, uh, people will care, take care more of other people. I, I wish people yeah. take care more of their families, of their friends, of their close neighbors. You know, uh, because being at home and uh, you know <laughs> with nobody around you. You you call your your family more. You you try to to reach more people and to care about people because you have time. You have time to worry about them. The old people you try to call them a lot. We cannot visit them, but uh, so we go back to basics. Basically, <laughs> what is important in your life, your health. You know, feeding yourself uh, because you need food. Otherwise, and you need people to to produce food. And uh, as Juliette is saying, some jobs will be much more priorities than it is today and uh, some others like uh, maybe will fade away some 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 jobs will disappear because they are like f not fake but not not essential to to our lives and maybe we went too far in the consumption world we always need uh, more stuff and more more product and more you know nice uh, equipment uh, better cars i think we will change 
we will go back to a norm, better consumption and more reasonable consumption. I hope yeah, so. Yeah, at, at least be conscious of, mm. you know, what it involves. And this is, I mean, you guys have both said it, that this is something that is impacting the entire world as opposed to just a little area. There's times in history, even recently, that, you know, people have been separating, countries have. Do you think this is bringing people together again and realizing that we are all in this together, as corny as that is? I think so. We are in the same situation and we have to fight together. That's a, so that's good for the, the planet, I would say. If we can have some kind of planet government, global government that uh, get out of this, it will be great, you know, to, to face major issues all together and not fighting uh, with different opinions. So I, I think this can happen. But on the other side, there is a risk to also go back to your own, uh, protect yourself. And uh, they're already talking about it in Europe because... Uh, Europe, they, they are feared, there are fears that uh, some countries like uh, Germany or the richest countries will not want to pay for the poor countries who have been in trouble, like Spain, Italy, and uh, because they will be in deep, bad situation, economic situation. So there is a risk that, uh, like Britain, Britain did, uh, the Brexit, you know, the Brexit. So there is a tendency, there could be a tendency to that um, people vote for like uh, parties who want to 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 protect themselves, have local jobs, local production, and um, so it, this is also a risk. We can be more global for fighting this virus situation, and uh, there will be some some trend to to fight together. But also some some yeah. people might use this to say, okay, I we need to protect ourselves. I guess also in some countries, uh, I mean, you know, the virus came from outside. So people brought it in and mm. there is the assumption that it's not, you know, your people that brought it in, but like Somebody others. Foreigners, yeah. And so I guess there might be also fear arising from that. People even like, I think even in Europe, Uh, people with like uh, Asian origins might be called coronavirus. So there is this stigma also that might like arise from that. And this, I'm a bit scared that it might, yeah, it, it might arise and that that would be a problem. And I hope we'll find ways to communicate better around that. Yeah, I think there will be two camps, as she said, but people wanting, wanting to protect themselves and people more global or wanting to share more. And, uh, but I think the winners here in, um, between these two camps can be the ecologists, the, the green parties. Really, what's important is uh, the, the air that we breathe and uh, the food that we eat. And, uh, and um, maybe that will be the, uh, the, the main output of this crisis. I don't know. So in the States, you have a lot of work because the Green Party is very, very small. So you still have two camps. Huh? Yeah. Well, Jeff, you're about four weeks into this. And then, Juliet, you came home two weeks ago, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Wow. All right. Great awesome. Thank you so much. It was really nice talking. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, maybe talk to you again in the, in the next few weeks. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you, guys. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Take care. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area or how it's affecting you, subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Charlotte Reese, and we'll have another episode out soon.